You're listening to From the Front Row with Letitia Cotto, a podcast for those who want to take center stage in their lives. I'm your MC and number one fan, Letitia Cotto, master life coach, motivational speaker, and Maven Mama. I'm here to show you how to love yourself into the life of your dreams by teaching you how to tap into your innate brilliance and worthiness. If you're ready to let go of what no longer serves you and step into the highest version of yourself, you're in the right place. Let's get it poppin'. Hey there, honey bunny. It's your girl, Letitia Cotto, and I'm coming at you live from the front row, teaching you how to love yourself into the life of your dreams. We are going to have a lot of fun. You're going to learn a lot during our time together, and then give yourself permission to go out there and change the world in only the way that you can. I speak it, I believe it, and I receive it. Before we jump into today's episode, let's go over some announcements and housekeeping really quickly. Today is a juicy episode and I cannot wait to get into it. Number one, your girl is trying something new. I had a tremendo aha moment the other day and I realized that I spend a lot of time writing blog posts and also creating content for the podcast. And what I found was happening is that a lot of the times I'm like, oh, snap, I should really turn this blog post into a podcast episode because I want to share the information. So from now on, I'm combining the two into a blog cast, so to speak. I don't even know if that's a thing, but that's kind of how I'm viewing it. So if you prefer to read, you can totally read the blog post. You can even download the free PDF transcript so that you can read on the go. If you prefer to listen, you press play and we rock it out. You can still download the worksheet and take notes as we go. New blogcast episodes will be released on Fridays. And if you're a member of the Honey Bunny Inner Circle, which I highly recommend that you join, you'll still get a weekly newsletter on Monday mornings uh, that reminds you to check out the new blogcast episode. And I think that this will really allow me to get intentional and to go in depth with each episode. And I'm really excited about it. And I hope that you are too. Number two, keep an open heart and an open mind. I say this all the time. You may hear things that you've heard before, things that you are very familiar with, and that's a-okay. I think that's the universe's way of making sure that the wisdom you need at this point in your life soaks into every cell of your being. Take everything I say with a grain of salt, incorporate what works for you, and toss what doesn't. Number three, today's episode is being recorded at Letitia Cotto's headquarters. Letitia Cotto's. <laughs> Rewind. Uh, today's episode is being recorded at Letitia Cotto headquarters, which means that you may hear a whole lot of lyric in the background. Lately, she's been doing this like thing where she screeches at the top of her lungs. So you may actually hear some of that in the background, but you know what? That's a-okay. We're going to make it do what it do. Ain't nobody going to stop this blessing of an episode that is reaching you today. And finally today, uh, the title of today's episode is a lyric from Beyonce's song, Diva. Uh, which is really fitting because today's episode is all about Beyonce, Giselle Knowles, Carter. All right, so let's go on ahead and get into it. On April 14th, 2018, 
Beyonce slayed my whole entire life. I can remember it quite vividly. I watched Baychella on YouTube. I think here in Texas, it was like one or two o'clock in the morning. And I watched it on YouTube with the rest of the world. And at the time, Lyric was about nine months old and she slept through the entire thing. I said, glory be to God, because I got to watch the entire show uninterrupted. I was sleep deprived and I did not even care. I was in Baychella heaven. So let's talk numbers really quickly. According to Wikipedia, Beyonce's performance garnered 458,000 simultaneous viewers to become the festival's most viewed performance to date. And the entire festival had 41 million total viewers from around the world, making it the most watched live stream event of all time. Like that is major. And at the time, I remember feeling so very proud of her. I mean, here, this woman, this Texas's own mother of three, 36-year-old, strong black woman running the entire music game. Now, it's no secret, I love Beyonce. I can remember purchasing, this is how long ago it was, I can remember purchasing the Destiny's Child CD single of No, 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 No back in 1997. Like King B herself says, I've been on, honey. The love is real. To my utter surprise and delight, this year on April 17th, 2019, she released Homecoming, a Netflix documentary that takes us behind the scenes of this iconic once-in-a-lifetime performance. Okay, maybe it's not exactly once-in-a-lifetime because she actually performed it twice, (laughs) but you get what I'm saying. Now, y'all know I had to check out the documentary, and I had all sorts of tremendo aha moments as I watched. You know, in this modern-day insta-culture of selfies and Twitter fingers, Beyonce is uber-private and has done a masterful job when it comes to crafting and controlling her brand message. And she, she normally like doesn't respond to rumors and she always makes sure that the focus is on her talent, her music and her message. So as I'm watching Homecoming, I'm literally having like epiphanies left and right. And I'm going to share some of those with you right now, but like right now. So here are six things that I learned from Beyonce's Homecoming documentary. Number one, even Beyonce rehearses, even Beyonce rehearses. So I recently had a jam jam session with one of my HBs who I absolutely adore. And we were talking about how long Beyonce has been in the game and how there's a temptation to look at the quote unquote end result and think, well, it's because she's Beyonce. You know, I can't do that because I'm not Beyonce. Now, Homecoming really pulled back the curtain and showed us that Beyonce 2019 is putting in that work just like Beyonce 1997 did. She absolutely embodies the lyrics of her 2009 song, which is um, the inspiration for today's podcast title, uh, where she sang, now diva is a female version of a hustler. Now, now, now diva is a female. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to spare you my singing. I want you to consider that she actually started rehearsing for Beychella eight months before Showtime. 
So you're talking eight months of hard work getting her mind and body ready. As Big Frida says in the song Formation, she did not come to play with you. And she also didn't rely on her past success and her reputation as Beyonce. You know, she didn't just plan to kind of show up on the stage and and walk around singing, right? So in other words, she takes what she's doing so seriously that she shows up and shows out every single time, even if it's just rehearsal. And as I watched Homecoming, I thought to myself, What would happen in my life and my business if I showed up every single time the same way that Beyonce does? You know, what would happen if I took my life purpose, my worthiness, and my brilliance that seriously? Insert exploding brain emoji here. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying this so that you can get down on yourself. I, more than anyone, know that it's so easy to compare your life and your access to resources to that of Beyonce's. You know, well, Letitia, she has a personal chef, a trainer, nannies, a glam squad, the Parkwood team, faithful fan base, talent, etc. I don't have any of that. Yes, You're absolutely right. Beyonce has a fantastic team and access to resources that probably the average person does not have access to. And yes, all of that contributes to her massive success. However, I want you to consider the mindset that was needed in order to build all of that to begin with. You see, back in the day, Beyonce didn't have that team. You know, Mama Tina was hand-sewing Destiny's Child performance costumes. And as her success grew, so did her team. What really matters here is Beyonce's mindset, her dedication to her craft, her willingness to stay humble and rehearse. She understands that the day you plant the seed may not necessarily be the same day that you eat the fruit. And I think that's what a lot of us aren't understanding or maybe even remembering. You know, anything worthwhile takes time, effort, persistence, and faith. And we want the end result now, now, now. But even Beyonce understands that the rehearsal, the preparation, the cultivation uh, is important. And perhaps... I woke up like this, you know, I woke up like this, I woke up like this. Um, Perhaps that actually has more to do with a mindset of excellence and a willingness to do what it takes to make your dreams come true. You know, maybe a more empowering way of interpreting those famous lyrics is that when you wake up in the morning, you already have everything you need inside of you to explore what your purpose is and then go out there and make it happen. It's so much more than having picture-perfect hair, makeup, and clothing. It's your commitment to yourself. It's taking yourself seriously. It's rehearsing even if you're already at a Beyonce level in your life and your career. So again, number one, even Beyonce rehearses. Number two, Everyone has a chapter that they don't read out loud. Again, everyone has a chapter that they don't read out loud. 
So for those of you who don't keep up with Beyonce like I do, here's a little bit of her timeline mixed in with mine. (laughs) So Beyonce gave birth to twins Sir and Rumi on June 13th, 2017, which was three weeks before my daughter Lyric was born. So Beychella took place in April of 2018. And at the time, her twins, I think they had just turned 10 months and Lyric was nine months old. So while I was proud of her and so inspired by her performance, I'd be lying if I said that I didn't also have a moment where I was super hard on myself. You know, I found myself thinking, you know, Beyonce and I are pretty close in age and our kids are definitely close in age. You know, she had twins and I only had one baby, and here she is kicking Coachella's ass, and I'm having a really tough time navigating this chapter of my life as a new mom. Like, you can't even tell that she just had twins. I, on the other hand, still look pregnant. (laughs) You know, I was being really hard on myself, and it sounds super silly saying it out loud right now that I was comparing myself to Beyonce. I mean, hello. (laughs) What I didn't know at the time was everything that Beyonce had gone through during her pregnancy, her labor and delivery, and postpartum. So in Homecoming, she shares the following. She says, my body went through more than I knew it could. I was 218 pounds the day I gave birth. I had an extremely difficult pregnancy. I had high blood pressure, toxemia, preeclampsia, and in the womb, one of my baby's hearts paused a few times, so I had to get an emergency C-section. You know, in the beginning, there were so many muscle spasms, and just internally, my body was not connected. You know, my mind was not there. My mind wanted to be with my children. You know, what people don't see is the sacrifice. You know, I would dance and go off to the trailer and breastfeed the babies the days I could. Uh, I would bring the children. And just trying to figure out how to balance being a mother of a six-year-old and of twins that need me and giving myself creativity um, and physically, you know, there's a lot to juggle. There were days that I thought, you know, I would never be the same physically you know, I'm in, I'm in a new chapter in my life and I'm not even trying to be who I was. You know, it's so beautiful that children do that to you. When I was pregnant with Lyric, I didn't get that glow, you know, that pregnancy glow. Uh, in fact, I was sick pretty much the entire pregnancy and I struggled a lot both personally and physically. And at the time, having a C-section never crossed my mind. I didn't even research it, to be honest, because I was so certain that I'd have a natural vaginal delivery. I will tell you that, and I'm trying not to get emotional, there is nothing scarier than a slew of strangers rushing into your room, prepping you for an emergency C-section, because your baby's heart rate has dropped drastically. So for those of you who know some of my story, um, I prayed for Lyric three and a half years before she was born. So needless to say, I was terrified. 
And, you know, I would have done anything to make sure that she was born healthy. So I had the C-section and it, the complications didn't stop there. My incision didn't heal properly, and there was a chance (laughs) that they'd actually have to go in and reopen it to fix it. So, like, for the following, I think it was like eight weeks after she was born, I had to go to my doctor every week to, to see if it was healing. And that's pretty scary. And what I didn't know at the time, because I'd never (laughs) researched C-sections, I wasn't going to have a C-section, um... A C-section is major surgery. I recently learned that when you have a C-section, they actually cut through six layers of, you know, stuff, whether it's fat, muscle, um, the placenta. I can't remember all the different layers. But they cut through six layers of stuff before they get the baby out. Oh, yeah. And then afterwards, you know, I felt like I had been hit by a bus, Oh, and not to mention, I now have this beautiful baby who is up every one to three hours and who can only communicate with me by crying. (laughs) To say that I felt exhausted and, and overwhelmed is a gross understatement. I didn't think that my body would ever feel normal again. And for me, it took probably about a full year to really physically feel, quote unquote, normal. So when I watched Homecoming, I obviously had a moment where I broke down because, well, number one, as you can tell, I cry easily. And number two, because I could totally resonate with her. And I thought back to when I first watched Baychella on YouTube and how hard I had been on myself. And I sent compassion to the younger version of me, judging herself harshly as she was watching one of her favorite entertainers kill it on stage. And I wish that she could have known that she and Beyonce, the Beyonce, had so much in common. And I know that if she had known that, she would have totally had compassion on herself. So I learned that even Beyonce has struggles and things that maybe she's not sharing with the world. And although I do wish I could have known all of this real time, I am so grateful that she included this in Homecoming. And I hope that all of the mothers out there juggling a new baby, a blooming career, and trying to feel some semblance of normalcy in their bodies will see this documentary and have some compassion on themselves. So that was like a major, major takeaway from me or for me. Number three, celebrate who you are. So Coachella is a music and arts festival that has this like bohemian flower crown peace signs in the air vibe. And there's nothing at all wrong with that. You know, I'm all about people being true to what they love. And if you love that boo, rock on with your bad self. What I love about Baychella is that Beyonce didn't come with no flower crown vibes. You know, had she, I'm totally certain she would have rocked it. 
But instead of conforming to Coachella, she said, nah, we're going to do this differently. I'm going to bring you some HBCU flavor to to all of y'all. So HBCU stands for Historically Black Colleges and Universities. And a little bit about me. I didn't have the HBCU experience. I went to a women's college in Atlanta. However, my high school experience was very much influenced by the HBCU culture. I mean, I can remember watching the football team get in a circle and chant, we ready, we ready, and hype themselves into a frenzy. It was just an amazing thing to watch. And I loved watching the step team perform at the Black History Show. And the Black National Anthem still brings me to tears. And in Homecoming, throughout the documentary, she shares quotes from prominent Black figures such as Nina Simone, Maya Angelou, and Toni Morrison. You know, what a beautiful lesson about staying true to who you are. Oftentimes it feels easier to just go with the flow and do what everybody else is doing. You know, it's easy, right? Many of us do this daily because we don't want to risk the vulnerability and often the negative consequences of being different. I'll tell you this though, it's the things that make you different, the things that make you unique. Those are the things that ultimately make you unforgettable. I'm going to say that again. It's the things that make you different. It's the things that make you unique that ultimately make you unforgettable. And I love how Beyonce created a homage to her culture, her roots, and her experience as a black woman. She wanted her people to be able to see themselves represented on that stage. And I am so hopeful when I think of all the young people who are going to watch this documentary and see their greatness reflected back to them. And I pray that they are empowered to stand in their power, both individually and collectively. Now, here's the thing. By standing in her power and celebrating her blackness, she created something that spoke to not only the black community, but to everybody. So while this performance was primarily crafted as a tribute to black excellence and HBCU culture, Um, and it was primarily crafted as a dialogue within the Black community, it also allows people from other cultures to gain an appreciation of Black excellence. I mean, you could not watch that documentary without being, and that performance, without being amazed. Oh my gosh, like amazing. And I hope that you'll remember this as you navigate your life, honey bunny, You are here to be the most authentic version of you, not a watered-down attempt at being somebody else. You are once in a lifetime, and you are a celebration of life itself, just as you are. And when you do this, you show others the way to embracing who they are. And to me, that is truly magical. Number four, be open to collaboration. Another thing that struck me about homecoming is Beyonce's approach to creating Beachella. 
You know, ego wants everything to be about me, me, me. The credit goes to me. However, I think it's more powerful when we approach life uh, from a, the perspective of we, we, we. <laughs> so case in point, look at the performance. All of these talented dancers, singers, and musicians that graced the stage and absolutely killed it. It showed me that together we are more powerful than when we are doing things alone. And harnessing the creative genius of a group is what it's all about. You know, there's no one alive today that is good at every single thing. And it's when we take the approach of leveraging each other's strengths that we can create something that is truly exceptional. And Beychella is really the prime example of that. Another thing that I want to point out is how at the beginning of this creative process, they gave themselves permission to explore, experiment, and vibe. You know, they had moments where everyone just danced and then they started crafting the show from there. And oftentimes we don't do that for ourselves. You know, we want to rush the process to get to the end result. And that's just not how beautiful things are made. And I've worked with many clients who tell me, Letitia, I don't know what I want. I don't know where to begin. To which I say, just begin. And I know that that sounds very simple, but what do I always say? Simple does not mean easy. You just begin. Because here's the thing. You're standing in front of a blank canvas. Give yourself permission to paint and paint without thinking of the end result. Paint because it feels good and because you're letting yourself feel free and see what comes up. Let the creation flow from you without having to be in control or having a set agenda. Let the process organically evolve. You know, micromanaging creativity usually does not birth brilliance. I'm going to say that again. Micromanaging creativity usually does not birth brilliance. Surrendering to the uncertainty and allowing something beautiful to bloom is what it's all about. And if you make a mistake, that's okay. You just pivot from there. You know, it's like all those Bob Ross videos from the 80s. Y'all remember him or am I, am I showing my age? You know, where he would narrate what he was doing and he'd be like, okay, we're going we're gonna to paint a little tree right here and then we're going to put a bird here and maybe a little cloud. Man, you know what? After this, I need to go on and look at those videos. They're incredibly soothing. <laughs> Number five, it's absolutely okay for you to have hard conversations, advocate for yourself, and set boundaries. It's absolutely okay for you to have hard conversations, advocate for yourself, and set boundaries. I loved watching Beyonce in the meetings with her creative team where, you know, she was delivering her notes on, you know, things that needed to be improved, you know, what they needed to do, where they were. And I'm certain that it wasn't the most comfortable of conversations for anyone there. However, not once did she shrink herself or play small. You know, not once did she worry that she was stepping on other people's toes 
Not once did she apologize for her attention to detail, and not once did she doubt herself and not raise her hand to give her opinion. Now, I know what you're thinking. Duh, Letitia, she's in charge. She's the boss. Of course she's going to do that. I want you to consider that you're in charge too. You are the CEO of My Life, Inc. You deserve to take up space, to have your voice heard, to contribute your opinions and ideas, to advocate for yourself, and to set boundaries that honor and nourish you. I want you to consider that the way you treat yourself sets the tone for how others treat you. If you carry yourself like a boss, guess what? You're going to be treated like one. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying to take the approach of being nasty to others and saying, you know, it's my way or the highway. Not at all. I'm saying that it's important for you to listen to others and listen to yourself. You are just as important as anyone else and you deserve a seat at the table. Or if you want to build your own table, you glow girl. I know she was joking when she said, I got to go home to my 5011 children, but that's a real thing because what she's really saying is, hey, my time is important. I got to handle my business. Bye-bye now. How many of us don't do that? And we just let people walk all over us for the sake of people pleasing and not wanting to feel guilty and selfish for taking care of ourselves. You know, then we just feel like we're spread thin and just spent. Nah, boo. It's absolutely okay for you to show up for yourself and to take care of yourself. And last but not least, trust the divine timing of your life. Trust the divine timing of your life. So originally, Beyonce was supposed to perform at the 2017 Coachella, but she found out that she was pregnant. And I think that for most of us, you know, we've created this perfect timeline for our lives and we get so set on it. So anyways, back, yeah, I just did a complete... I did not transition that well. Rewind. So originally Beyonce was supposed to perform at 2017 Coachella. She finds out that she was pregnant. And so instead of performing in 2017, she says, you know what? I'm going to go in 2018. And Lady Gaga stepped in and took her place in 2017. I didn't finish that thought. I got so excited. I jumped into the next thing. Okay, here we go. We're back on track. I think that for most of us, We've created this perfect timeline for our lives and we get so set on it, you know, graduate, career, marriage, babies, etc. And we set this plan in stone and we recite it back to ourselves subconsciously as we go through our lives. So whatever that plan is for you, it may look different than what I had created in my plan. And then we get thrown off when things don't go according to plan, <laughs> you know, maybe things showed up out of order or they didn't show up at all. And we feel down and defeated because we failed to meet an expectation that we set for ourselves. Now, I'm certain that had Beyonce performed in 2017, it would have been just as magical. I mean, come on, it's Beyonce, right? However, I'd like to think that God knew what he was doing and Beyonce received blessings that maybe she didn't even see coming. 
and she shut Coachella all the way down in 2018. And I hope you'll remember this when you're getting down on yourself because things aren't happening as fast as you'd like or because life has thrown in a detour or exit that you didn't anticipate. Trust that no matter what, God's got your back and allow the unfolding to bring blessings that you couldn't even begin to fathom that they're, you know, that they come to you. You are right where you're supposed to be. You're not being left behind. You're not off schedule. Keep rehearsing, celebrate who you are, collaborate with others. Know that we all have a chapter that we don't read out loud and keep the faith that everything is working out in your favor. Honey Bunny, you are the Beyonce of your own life. You are here for a purpose, even if at this time you have no idea what that purpose is. When you stand in your power, when you celebrate who you are, when you advocate for your self-care, when you rehearse, and when you trust the timing of your life, you open the floodgates of God's grace to pour into your life and do more than you could ever possibly imagine. And I know that's a message for somebody out there. You open the floodgates of God's grace to pour into your life and do more than you could ever possibly imagine. I want you to know you are just as precious to God as Beyonce is. Never forget that and trust that with all of your heart because it's absolutely true, boo. You, yes, you can do great things, things that right now maybe seem impossible for you. You can absolutely do them because you are that powerful. Now it's your turn. Leave a comment on the podcast page for today's episode and let me know what you learned from homecoming. Now, how can you take what you've learned and apply it to your own life? I'm cheering for you. Like you woke up like this. (laughs) From the front row, Letitia. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you for rocking with me today. Make sure and subscribe so that you don't miss out on all this goodness. If you love this episode, leave a glowing review on iTunes and share with a friend. Don't forget, the show don't stop here, honey bunny. Join me over at LetitiaCotto.com or find me on Instagram and Pinterest at I am Letitia Cotto. You'll find uplifting quotes, life-changing tips and tricks, and a whole lot of inspiration. It's an honor to support you from the front row.